Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. to be here. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, oh, knackered now. Fucking hell. Um, oh. <laughs> well, welcome to this is our last live show of 2023. Oh. Also, the last opportunity I have to give birth live on stage. So, uh, I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? Uh, have we got any midwives in the front row? Any wicket keepers, maybe? Um, are you a midwife? Uh, uh, uh. You're a doctor, that's even better. Not yet. Student. Student. Not yet is the best kind of midwife. (laughs) (laughs) I think it comes out of here. (laughs) It comes out of your butthole, we know this. (laughs) Uh, Can't wait to give birth. Katie, how are you today? (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. I've I've given birth twice. And (laughs) I'm not going to tell Hannah anything else. It's all going to be great, Hannah. You'll love it. <laughs> Taylor, any advance on I'll love it? No, but I've brought up my perimenopausal fan, and I'm, I'm trying to... Yes, there we go. I'm trying to be sexy with it. Just sort of <laughs> so there, that's all that, That's all gold for the audience. I'm not hosting tonight, and I've already had a couple gin and tonics, so... It's, yay! I'm so on for 
grand. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give me a cheer if you listen to the podcast. Wow. Give me a cheer okay. if you're new to us. Thank you. Okay. Welcome. Well, welcome, welcome, Ooh. welcome to the cult. It is a cult, really. Um, so, what we're going to do? This is going to be a two uh, a two show um, show, and we're going to do. Oh my God, baby brain! <laughs> I love that. I can say that for whenever I say something like stupid or offensive. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for our guest this evening. It is the actor, improviser, and comedian, the brilliant Alison Thea Scott. Thanks so much. <laughs> How are you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm boiling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Bit of observational material to start. Lovely. Yeah. This translates very well to the audio. <laughs> <laughs> really clever jokes. For those listening, um, Katie just blew a massive fan out of her gob at me. <laughs> it was really cooling. It's lovely. <laughs> So whilst we get to know each other, um, I'm going to ask you, Alison, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Oh, God, I have. And I've got a trilogy Ooh. of Ooh. really lame crimes. Yes, please. <laughs> I've listened to your podcast, and some people come on with quite kind of dramatic or, yeah. or sort of um, there's a lot of tension there, and mine are really lame. <laughs> So I'm just going to warn you in advance how lame they are. Okay. I'm excited. Right. Just, I'm, a, I'm a big yeah. fan of lame crimes. You, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I kind of wished it was more traumatic, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll add some trauma if, in, if you want. I'll add a bit of trauma in. <laughs> no need. Okay, so I'll just rattle through them. So the first one, and you must have loads of these, obviously. I had a bag stolen. We've all had a bag stolen, haven't we? Yeah. But the difference being is that I had um, a notepad in the bag... And I knew the notepad because it was one of those notepads that had, um, like, it was a cartoon all the way down the notepad. So, Aww. you know, like, and you could flick it. I mean, it sort of had a cartoon inside as well. So it was a cartoon and cartoon down. Very cool little notepad. I was 19 as well, so I was like, this is cool to have a... <laughs> I was 19, it was cool to have a notepad. Anyway, <laughs> bag stolen, and I was like, oh, it's gone. Gone into the youth and never see it again. About three weeks later, I got a note sent from a piece of paper on that notepad. Oh, oh no. What? With the cartoon in the notepad. Um, the only address in my bag was my parents' address. So they wrote a note and it said, Hi, Alison, I have something of yours. Ooh, creepy. That I think you may want back. Oh my God. Call this number and we can talk. <laughs> and I didn't call the number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I was a coward. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no, because they're gonna—they're probably gonna bribe me. Uh, they're probably gonna want money, and um, I was like, oh, I like, never called the number. What? Um, um, what else was in the bag? What could they possibly have been talking? Were they gonna hold hostage? Did you have nudie photos? What was? I wish I probably had headshots. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of headshots, a lot of makeup. Um, I was at drama school at the time, so there's probably like some Stanislavski in there. Right. And in right. a way, I really wanted that shit back. Yeah. But like. But now you, like, draw from that, the emotion from that. It's a Stanislavski joke, guys. Yeah, she got it. She got it. It's not I've great studied if you it for three it. years and I didn't fucking get it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't, you think, don't you think the thing was the actual notepad with the cartoons and that was the equivalent of like cutting off one finger of yeah. your friend yes. and it, so to creepy. it was a mafia <laughs> message and they could just keep writing notes yeah. from that book no, and sending it no don't 
until it gets really thin and you know there's not much left of the notebook. <laughs> or until, of course, you just have the notebook back and you can... It's <laughs> <laughs> ideal, just keep not giving a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Same yeah. with body parts, you just put them back together. <laughs> little by little. They send them in the right order. That's... <laughs> What's the right order? Oh. <laughs> Let's think about it. Medically accurate. This we got a doctor human, in. Human. Not An almost yet. doctor. <laughs> I would love that on a business card. Almost doctor. <laughs> that is better than junior doctor, actually. I think that's kind of quite fun. Like... That sounds better, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Nearly doctor. I'm a maybe doctor. So, so that was just one Oh, yeah, that's number one. That's okay. number one. So obviously lame. Second one uh, act was two. Act two, which actually comes before Act One. Oh. I thought I'd start with Act One. Oh, you're like doing the flashbacks. I am flashbacking now. So okay. flashback, and I'm about eight. My dad's car got stolen, Ooh. but I didn't see it get stolen. I just got told it was got stolen, oh. and so I didn't see the crime. I was just told, and the only thing I lost was a Paula Abdul. Uh, she was in your dad's car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, they really hushed that up. Yeah. Yeah. Did your mum know? <laughs> no, D no. And that's why he was like, the car's gone, nothing of importance was in it. Um, <laughs> I beg to differ. Yeah. So now Paula Abdul CD. We come together because opposites attract and you know. Is it, that's the song. Oh no, I know it was straight up. Straight up. I don't know the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like she's here, isn't it? It's like <laughs> Paula's on stage. It's like she's in the back of a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's her out. That's her out of the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Free Paula. Free Paula. Oh, yeah, so that is lame as well because it was my first CD, though. So I lost oh. my first CD in the car. That was very sad. Your and then, first yeah. CD ever at age eight. <laughs> I know. How? I feel bad for like, that eight-year-old. What was yours? Allison. What was your first CD? ACDC Live. Oh! Oh. What a weirdo. <laughs> that was rad. Like, mine was... Thunderstruck, bitches. It's such a good tune. Sorry. <laughs> mine was from that CBBC show. Um, Cleopatra coming at you. Cleopatra coming at you. Love but that. that illustrates the difference in our age. <laughs> like, mine was a kid's CD. I don't know why. <laughs> Katie, what was the... Oh, uh, my God, my makeup just I don't know. Oh. I didn't... Um, yeah, so for obviously first CD is different to first record. Well, first... How old are you? <laughs> my Actually, I did have LPs. Did you? I, do you know, the first LP I had was... Um, God, what's it? Chesney oh, Hawks. bless you. Thank you oh. so much. Someone has handed me a branded napkin. <laughs> but because the brand has not paid us, I shan't be saying where it's from. But they have very good sandwiches. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> That's good. You've just promoted everyone's sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity capitalist. <laughs> oh, sorry, so you had an LP? Uh, yeah, Chesney Hawk's the one and only. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. But I think my first ever thing music I had was a cassette tape of Ghostbusters. Oh, oh cool. Wait, what song was there except Ghostbusters? It was just Ghostbusters. <laughs> it was just Ghostbusters. <laughs> just, a thing just the one. It was right. just Ghostbusters. You That's turn it great. over and it's Ghostbusters. It's a great wow. song, though. Oh, there was no B-side. It no. was just the same on either side. I don't, 
I you know, now I don't know if I just always kept playing Ghostbusters <laughs> or if there was, in fact, a B-side. I was not curious. It wasn't like an acoustic <laughs> version. And so, oh, you know what else? I, <laughs> I'm afraid oh. of no ghosts. <laughs> yeah, a, a cappella. Um, I also had um, the stonk, the comic relief stonk that came out in, I think, 1988 or 90. Um, on the B-side of that was Victoria Woodsong. I did eventually ah. get curious for that one. Oh. This is not a show about how curious I am or I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to the... I've never heard of the stonk. What is the, the stonk, if you don't know what the stonk is? S-T-O-N-K, let's stonk. <laughs> right, is this just something Kate was made up? Was, um, does, does anyone recognise that? See, the that? trouble is, right, everyone is young and Taylor was in America when this came out. <laughs> it was Hayla Pace, thank you, for comic relief. Was it? In that was God. one of Halen Pace said that. Like, yeah. no one else knows this song. Actually, <laughs> it's here tonight. It was, it was the comic relief song of either 88 oh, okay. or 90. It was but like... But also, separate note, wouldn't you buy an album of Katie singing just any songs? <laughs> I would listen to the shit out of that. I would love that. Oh, my God, Katie every B-side from now on oh. should be Katie doing a version of that song. <laughs> Fucking hell, a very Katie Christmas would buy. <laughs> oh, yes, please. See... You call your stories lame, I call them conversation-inducing. Oh, my God. Uh, I'd love <laughs> to hear your Paula Abdul. <laughs> yeah, did I even get that right? Is that a different Paula? Was it Paula that did Opposites Attract? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, think it, I think it was Paula Radcliffe, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the only other Paula there is. <laughs> with the cartoon. Yeah, 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 with yeah, the cats. Yeah. In a fiction, just a natural fact. Yeah, yeah. I had a wide range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taylor's parents are in them. That kind of, <laughs> during the period where I guess is it still a thing where cartoons were quite fit, like cartoons were quite sexy, like yeah. Jessica Rabbit, obviously. Oh my yeah. goodness, Jessica it's, Rabbit! And then in that in that video in Paula Rabbit's video, she is kind of like being a bit sexy with a cartoon, isn't she? She, she is. was. Ooh. She is. She's been. Very it's, I think is that suggestive. where you turn from a child to an adult when you're like, I can now fancy a cartoon. That's acceptable. I'll fancy a cartoon now. Uh, it, before they offer me parental guidance, now I can fuck a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm an adult now. I I consent to fucking a cartoon. My, my first crush was He-Man and a little bit She-Ra. Oh, yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Good choices. Lovely. Yeah. And then my mother oh. found me one day with a pillowcase on my head, and she's like. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting married to David Hasselhoff. I was, <laughs> I was four. <laughs> oh, Should have wow. gone for Leo DiCaprio. Very nice. <laughs> but yeah, I love Knight Rider. Yeah. When he drove into that truck, oh. Wait. Thank you. <laughs> have you seen Knight Rider? Oh, yes. The car drives into a big truck. It's like the big action move, and it's very sexual. <laughs> I think. Anyway, more... third crime? <laughs> third crime. Okay, third, third crime, crime does get a tiny bit more traumatic. Oh, okay. Wait, but, um, like, only... sorry, like, but it drives <laughs> into the truck's vagina. Why is it sexual? <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's suggestive. It's a thing going into a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that, that tells us more about Taylor than it does about Knight Rider. Um, does, a truck, does a truck have a vagina and a butthole or just a vagina? I would say the exhaust is the butthole. <laughs> and, like, the door that you put the things in is a huge right. vagina. Huge vagina. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the anatomy of, of a car with me. I should write erotic fiction. 
<laughs> the thing went into the thing. <laughs> Someone made a noise about it. <laughs> I'm not sure you should, actually. <laughs> Alison, come on, this third, this oh, yeah, third, third, third crime. Third, okay, yeah, final uh, shit crime. Uh, similar time, I was 10, I was walking home from school, so we're in the middle of the other crimes now, aren't we? I've gone, I've gone, <laughs> I've gone all over with time with this. Yeah. I'm 10, I'm walking home from school, and I walk past a boy who goes to the other school in the town, it's a boys' school and a girls' school, and for some reason, because I'm wearing the uniform, he just comes about a metre from me and then spits wow. right in my face. Oh. I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I took it. In fact, I probably went, yeah, great aim. Thank you. <laughs> and I ran all the way home and told my dad. Oh, and he, horrible. It was horrible, wasn't it? Is, yeah. Was he a really bigger horrible. boy? Or was he uh, I think he was the same age, okay. his same height. I could have taken him, but... <laughs> I actually complimented him on his <laughs> oh <my laughs> on his God. aim. Um, yeah, I just took it and then ran away. And, uh, what did your dad say? Oh. Was but, your dad like, boys okay. do that when they like you? My dad was actually amazing. Like, oh, so good. this is after the car is stolen, but he's got a new car. So he goes, get in the car. We're going to drive around yes. town and we're going to look for him. I don't know what my dad was going to do because he's Vigilante a really kind man. he was going to do. And we didn't find him, of course, because it's a lame end. We didn't find him and that was it. It was just a lesson oh. in. If someone spits in your face, maybe, maybe say something. Uh, but it was very shocking. It's, yeah, you couldn't. never know oh, how you you're going to react. Oh, a real shock. You until, can't. Yeah. In, until yeah. you get spat on, you just don't know. <laughs> I recommend you, it. Practice yeah. it. Practice it with your friends. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> get, like, that's the best thing you can do. Pra go on, absolutely, hoik like one on me. Practice in the No. <laughs> and then, like, how dare you? <laughs> you could do the, the taxi and be like, are you spitting at me? Are you spitting at me? There's nobody else here. I guess you must be spitting at me, and then you'll be ready to, <laughs> to spit back, I guess. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's, yeah we have such topical references on this show, don't we? <laughs> Lovely. We're so current. Yeah, I love, I love that your father took you around looking for him. And he's a, yeah. he's a pacifist. He's a lovely man. I think oh. all he would have done was go, naughty boy. No, he was ready to no, spit he, in he, the child's yeah, face. He would, have, he would have held him down so you could spit on him. <laughs> yes. what, a, what a life lesson that would have been. I don't know, what would, who would that have turned me into? If that's where it had gone, we'd found the boy. My father, who I feel, believe is a pacifist and a beautiful soul, is holding a 10-year-old boy to the floor and screaming at his daughter, spit on him! <laughs> Stand up for yourself! <laughs> I don't my know mouth's that... gone dry, my mouth's gone dry! I don't know Make it happen! Yes, sir. Who would that turn you into now? I think I'd be a very different person. Oh. I think I'd like that person. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you a lot, but I'm just like... Oh, yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you give you a slight edge? At any point, you'd be like, she's going to spit in my face. Yeah. <laughs> any, anyone crosses you, you're like, just going to make a quick call to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow. I mean, we, what we say on this podcast is we ask, what would you say to that person now? And obviously we have, gosh, we've got, um, who have we got? We've got Paula Abdul. We've got um, Bitty McSpit. A bag thief. Bag thief ransom note. And we've got the bag thief ransom note. Yeah. What would you say to just one of them or maybe something that encompasses all three? Oh, I'd love to well, get, get them all together. Mm. And we'll all go to Thorpe Park. <laughs> And we'll talk about what we've done on the way in the queues. Yes. A long time. So you have an activity. Always have an activity. <laughs> 
life lessons here, guys. <laughs> this is my life lessons. This is like a dating tactic. Yeah, uh, this is an activity. You've caught me out. This is what I do on dates. <laughs> Actually, this or is what park. I do on dates. It's expensive Thor park. dating. It is. Yeah, but I got a, I got a year ticket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it doesn't cost me anything. <laughs> Uh, I think an activity, and then you sit down and you're like, okay, right, you bag thief, spitter, car thief. Mm. Although, oh no, then you'd introduce them all and they probably form an amazing crime gang. <laughs> yeah, you're, cre no, you're creating more than. I'm, yeah, creating a problem. No, you're creating more trouble. That, that question wasn't worth it. I'm sorry. No, this, sorry. <laughs> and all they do is sing Paula Abdul <laughs> on their way to the crime. <laughs> Furnishing us with three crimes. There. Yes, we did yeah. not expect it, and I enjoyed every single one of them. Particularly, your dad spitting in the face of a child, which is <laughs> how I'm going to remember it. Um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, are we ready to solve some true crime? <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, today we are discussing the case of Britain's most notorious armed robber, Ooh. who was active between 1995 and 1998. <gasps> Love a 90s crime. Wow. Is there going to be a Furby? We don't know. <laughs> there's, there's not. So when you hear the expression, Britain's most notorious armed robber, what kind of images come to mind? Are we thinking this is a guy? Are we thinking this is a girl? Are we th like, what are you thinking immediately about this person? I'm picturing Paula Abdul <laughs> with a mask. Okay, nice. And the weapon is one hit wonders. <laughs> Well, you've got... oh. She's fine. <laughs> She's done much better than me. She can take it. You never, you never hear the cat now, do you? Where's he gone? Or was it a fox? You're talking about Paula Abdul. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she? And she hosted that show with Simon Cowell. She's fine. Did fine. she? She's fine. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. We're so edgy that if we insult a celebrity, we then backtrack a little bit. <laughs> Like basically apologize. <laughs> Can't handle it, get out. <laughs> Any advance on Paul Abdul? Is it, is it bad? Like, this is where you realize you're kind of uh, stereotyping or, or, mm. or conditioning in that. Obviously, I imagined a man. Of course. With uh, a wrench in his hand. Nice. Um, I don't know, just smashing a window. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know why. That, that's where, and it's a dark figure. You can't kind of see because the light is dark, so you can't see any particular facial features or what they really look like. They're just uh, yeah, a man with <gasps> an enigma. Mm. I say again. An enigma. An enigma, yes. Okay, but okay. It's male, which is terrible, isn't okay. it? Did you think she said an enigma? Because I did. Uh, an enigma. Who's an enigma? She sounds mysterious. <laughs> um, any advance on Anna well, I I've got an uncle that fits the bill, but <laughs> I don't think it's him. He was never that successful um, at, at crimes. Also, we're saying the Britain's most notorious armed robber, but all I can picture now is, like, compared to America, that could just be, like... You know, a, a knife. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, you know, it's not a high bar, is it, to be Britain's most armed robber? That's why I don't think well, I went immediately notorious. Yeah, We don't yeah. know what he was notorious for yet. Armed robbery. He might have been notorious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he might have been, like, notoriously polite. <laughs> Excuse me, madam. Yeah. May I have all of your belongings? Thank you. Yeah. Thank There's you. a twist. <laughs> but, yeah, so maybe he's only got, like, a toy gun. 
but he's okay. anyway. I don't know. Pew pew. Maybe he just says that. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, it is um, basically he sort of doesn't really fit the bill of what you would think of as an armed robber because we're dealing with a guy who is five foot four. He's balding. He's about fifty years of age with a penchant. So it's your husband. <laughs> Is that where you were going? I'm sorry. Did I take your joke? <laughs> no, it's, it's funnier when you do it, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sort of, like, kills him a little bit I'm less. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, penchant for um, Marks and Spencer's jumper. It is my type, 100%. Um, now, why did this make it difficult for police to track him down? Like, because I said he was doing it for years. He was doing huh. it from 95 to 98. That is impossible math, but he's been doing it for years. So... Wait, are we actually saying the police didn't suspect him because he had nice jumpers? <laughs> Maybe. Did he... Wait, he just wasn't a standout guy. He was just your everyday Marks and Spencer jumping wearing guy. What are you saying about my husband? <laughs> he's incredible. Uh, did he work at Marks and Spencer's? He, he, di- he didn't. <laughs> Just wondering if he had access to the knits. <laughs> he had access to a discount on good knits, and you're not going to suspect someone who works at Marks and Spencer's. Maybe yeah, that's why he, he was he's hiding the banks. in he's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Well, that is essentially it. Is because essentially he fit the description of so many men in this country that he was much more difficult to find. So his mm. secret superpower is being bland. No offense, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was. It was. It was. He was a bland guy. The bland robber. Yeah, a hundred percent. In fact, when the police first put out a photo fit created by an FBI-trained agent, it went out on Crime Watch. And the response to this picture was 1,600 people contacting <laughs> Crime Watch. Um, I mean, presumably to dob in their dads. That's like, so funny. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> so there was all of, these, all of these people coming in saying, oh, I think it was this, I think it was him. But they, they still couldn't find him, so he was able to carry on for several years. And he's robbing banks. Yes, yeah. Okay. So a little bit about his crimes is across two and a half years, he robbed 32 branches of building societies um, across England and Wales. Um, and he'd often be wearing something on his head that gave him a nickname. What was that? <laughs> a, uh, a hat with Notorious written on it. <laughs> nice. The what? A hat with Notorious written on oh, it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tiny top hat. Yeah, with Notorious all around the rim. Yeah, lovely. Was it that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Any advance on Notorious Top Hat? Well, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy because he's not standing out. So is it just a... Regular, what did did we all wear in the 90s? What's the most basic hat? (laughs) Little little Britpop flat... Did they wear flat caps in Britpop? (laughs) (laughs) Did Damon Alban always wear a little flat cap when he was like, modern, charming man, with a little flat cap? Is that what they wore? I don't know. Do you know what? You're absolutely spot on, but I'm not sure about Damon Alban. (laughs) (laughs) It's only because he's having a little re-emergence, aren't they? Lovely to see Blur back. Isn't that great? It is. Are they doing shows? Yeah, they just did a couple of live shows. Absolute dream. And they really, really pulled it out of the bag. (laughs) You know, you're worried, aren't you, when like a a favourite band of yours comes back and they come back and they do live shows and you're like, oh, please, don't be shit. Yes. And and they were absolutely great. But then this wine, Alex has now released a wine. This is a really niche blur. I get ads (laughs) for that all the time. Very disappointing. I understand it because you don't want to do live music anymore. You've done the gigs to promote your wine and then you want to just go and lie on your sofa for the next (laughs) 20 years and sell wine. Does he also do cheese? 
Does he? Yeah. Yes. Did, did, did anyone here sense. go and yeah. see Blur live? Yeah. Oh, it means cheese as yeah. well. Yeah. Was it good? <laughs> it was good. Ridiculous. Yes. Good. Wow. So like, that is what I usually say about cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a flat cap. It is a flat cap. So he was known as the flat cap robber. Uh-huh. So he'd also wear sunglasses to try and shield his identity. Uh-huh. Not an idiot. <laughs> and although, as, as he, although he was known as an armed robber, you did uh, say it before that perhaps he did not have a gun or a weapon. Rather, he had something in a plastic bag that he said was a gun. What was that? <laughs> Another flat cap. <laughs> In case this one gets wet. Okay. <laughs> a flat cap fashioned into... I can see how Touché. it would work. Was it just like a, a water gun? It was just a water pistol. Okay, So it nice. had a shape. Oh. <gasps> nice. Wait, so he's got something in a bag that he's not getting out and he's saying it's a gun and yeah. everyone's taking him at oh. face value. I think of all things to take at face value, though, <laughs> when someone says this is a gun. I, I'm going to call his bluff. I thought you, because in a plastic bag, I'm imagining him holding it like a plastic bag, but he's fashioned it into the shape of a gun, has he? Is it, yeah, is it just oh. foil that he's made right. <laughs> to the shape of a gun? Why would you keep your gun in a plastic bag? Because it's not a gun. No, I know, but like, have a banana. holster or something. <laughs> but then you'll see it's a banana. Is it a banana? No, it's not a banana. Oh, okay. um, what it was, it's a wheel brace. We do have a lot of women listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's so sexist. Oh, what? <laughs> it was only because I had to Google it, going like, what? Um, and it's something you use to change a car's tyre. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. Does that give away what his profession was? Oh, it might do. Ooh. Good thinking, detective. Oh, yeah. He's taken something from work. He's Ooh. taken it with him to do his naughty also, crime. I think a wheel brace is like a kind of like a cross or something. It's like a, I don't know how he made it seem like a gun, basically. Also, he... Oh, I think I can picture... It's just that bendy thing. Right? Yeah. The bendy thing. With the two yoink-yoinks at the end. <laughs> I could change a tyre. I just don't know the fucking terms, OK? You, like, also, just looking around, loads of people in the audience are also acting out the shape of the... <laughs> the brace. It's got a kind of gun vibe to it, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd, if you were, like, five, you'd pretend that was a gun. You'd be like... <laughs> Pew, pew. Exactly. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Hello, you're listening to Potty Potty Pod Pod, the podcast about podcasts about podcasts. It's time to read some fan messages. First up, Gia Xiao says, your podcast is a little redundant. <laughs> You've got a point, Gia, but we're sponsored by the Obama Foundation, so ha. Deepa Gibson writes, finally, a podcast about podcasts about podcasts. Thanks, Deepa. You get it. Emily Ward just sent three pizza slice emojis. Thanks, Emily. I'm hungry, too. Uh, Daryl Williams says, I love everything about Potty Potty Pod Pod except for the host. That hurts, Daryl. That really stings. Phil asks, when will there be a podcast about podcasts, about podcasts, about podcasts? I'm so glad you asked, Phil, because we're actually launching Potty 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 Pod Pod Pod, a podcast about this podcast. Drops in February, that does. Um, And finally, Stephanie Jensen says, this is a weird patron shout out, Taylor. (laughs) 
And she's right. This is this is one of my stranger ones, but it, it's been fun. If you'd like a shout out and other amazing things like ad-free listening and a whole back catalog of free content, check us out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So he'd stand in line, he's got his wheel brace in his plastic bag. Um, also, wouldn't have been a bag for life in those days, so very oh, see-through. Yeah. So he's looking totally innocuous, apart from maybe the shades. Then he'd approach the counter and he'd say something to the cashier. What would he say? Do you like my jumper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of love him now. He's like, take all my money. Jesus, it's, it's a double neat. <laughs> Crocheted. <laughs> Do you like my jumper? Any of you fucking pricks move and I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. <laughs> it's pop fiction, people. Again, I'll Your eyes to references. <laughs> And it's a very modern film. By spaced in, uh, remember Space? Talk about 90s fans? Yeah. Yeah, it was in that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he's, he said? I think he said, inside you are two wolves. <laughs> <laughs> one of them wants to give me all your money. That's it. <laughs> um, it I mean, can I shock you? None of you are correct. Oh. <laughs> Is um, that a reference? What yeah. is that from? Inside You Are Two Wolves. It's yeah, what's that from? from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> do we know who originated it? I do, and I can't remember. It's from the internet. <laughs> it is way famous. And that's gone. I can't remember. What's the second bit? Inside You Are Two Wolves. <laughs> um, <there's, laughs> then the next bit, which is profound. <laughs> It's gone. I can't. I'm not even going to try and remember it. It's getting further away. In ten minutes, I'll go, it's this. (laughs) I love the idea of just remembering one half of something that's really wise to say. It's not that. He says, put all the money in the bag or I'll kill you. Oh, wow. The same bag my gun's in? No. (laughs) You're not going to see my gun. That would be great if he hands over the bag, forgetting. But don't look in it. Don't look in it. <laughs> be careful of the gun. 
So actually, like, properly frightening. Like, this guy is kind yeah. of... He's in his jumper, but he does say to the cashier, like, I'm gonna kill you. Sure. But the thing is, he also didn't raise his voice or anything, so, like, uh, the other employees didn't even notice they were being robbed. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he'd just do it that innocuously. I used to work at a building society. Nationwide, come on. <laughs> Big up. And... <laughs> And yeah, the thing about working in a building society is because people would occasionally come in and try and rob you, you were never allowed more than like £2,000 in your till. So basically, oh, yeah. every single time he robbed the building society, which is relatively easy because you're told to give them the money because, you know, they could have a gun, um, he would only get £2,000 a okay. time. So this is, in terms of being a bank robber, yeah. he's taking a lot of risks. Wait, wait, wait. He's the so hardest sorry. working robber out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go, so you had training where they were like, give them the money? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Did anyone ever come in and rob your building society? No, they didn't, but they did in Portsmouth. I remember someone telling me Ooh. that... Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> but someone... What was it? It was that there was the boss was sat in the back room and one of the cashiers came running in and said, we've just been held up by... A guy came in and said he had a gun and said to give me all the money. And the, the manager said, what did you do? And she said, I told him to fuck off. <laughs> wow. And he did. <laughs> oh, my God. But apparently he went over the street and robbed Alliance and Leicester. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. genuinely oh, she, the... She, oh. she broke protocol. <laughs> she did, she did. <laughs> The only funny thing that happened when I went to Nationwide. Um, but what would, what would you do? What do you think you would do if um, you were working at Nationwide? Oh, yeah, give the money over. Give the money? It's not my money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I've got to protect the building society. Of course I'd give it over, yeah. I feel like I would delay just by, like, ten seconds to see if I could... I don't know, kind of like suss them out. Ooh. Just give them, just try and talk to them for 10 seconds and be like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> and just see if they caved at all and then immediately give them the money. <laughs> <laughs> I love going in with an attitude of, I can change you. Just 10 <laughs> seconds. Let's see. I like the yeah. idea that you'd be like, look, do you want to go to Alton Towers? <laughs> well, I've got a season we're, ticket. We'll, we'll have a chat. <laughs> I promise you, things will be different. Yeah. <laughs> So across his 32 robberies, he actually only made £38,000. Oh. Which is, I know it was the 90s, but like, like that's... Get a job? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I know, all that effort. That's um, a lot of effort. Exactly, and he was becoming the most notorious. He must have just enjoyed it. He liked the process. Maybe he did, maybe. Well, we're going to find out who he is what? in a bit. So and... the thing is, sorry. Go on. £2,000 a go, and it's what, 10 minutes work? That's still, that's still easier than a job. <laughs> He's tax, got a lot of time. Yeah, tax-free. Yeah. Exactly. He's got a lot of time off, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. A lot of chill time to choose jumpers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can... Yeah. I think that's it's true. It's Different coloured bags. Yes. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, this... Become it's, armed robbers, guys, I think is the takeaway like from like tonight. It's not a big payday, but it's not a complete waste of time. Yeah, it's very true, doesn't it? <laughs> Very, very true. <laughs> that, that sounds like the message we should be sending. That is. <laughs> it's not a bad waste of time. Every That's job. the takeaway. It's, it's not a big payday, but it's also it's not nothing. It's fine. <laughs> so 
So basically, yeah, this guy is going to carry on doing it, essentially, is the vibe. So the police are trying really hard to um, find him. So they're going a bit off-piece now, because he's also on CCTV in every single one of these this buildings. This is what I was wondering about. In my head, I was like, there can't have been CCTV back then. Of course <laughs> there was! It's not like 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is 30 <laughs> That is 30 years ago, isn't it? 1995, did you say? That's yeah. 30, that's 30 years ago. So there's, hang on, they have CCTV footage They've of got him. cartoon cats, mate. They've got everything. <laughs> <laughs> How are they not using that CCTV? It's just not that... It's uh, just great. He just looks like everybody. It's really shit. He looks and like also, everyone. But, he look, but you also have his exact face on camera. Is there any chance that there's loads of copycat crimes? If it's like, looks yeah. like every bloke, could it be like loads of different blokes? Oh, in like a little gang of dads. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fathers for Justice, isn't it? They're just actually rob a bank. <laughs> well, what it was basically is they did have all these images, but he was wearing these sunglasses, he was wearing this um, hat. Yeah. They maybe didn't get a clear image of his face. So they brought loads of other experts in to try and use this footage to find out more about him. What do, who do you think they called in to try and sort of create this image of this guy? A psychic. Nice, okay. <laughs> Mystic Meg would have been around then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get her yeah. in. Great. <laughs> so we've got Mystic yeah. Meg. Well, they've, have, they've already had an FBI-trained person in. Yeah. So what's greater than the FBI? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Oh, they brought in, like, Anna Wintour to be like, no, <laughs> that jumper is definitely <laughs> from last season. <laughs> and she's notorious for wearing sunglasses all the time. Yeah, she's like, he's copied so, my wait, idea. Wait, what's it, Anna Wintour? <laughs> That's With a hat part. to hide the, her hair. Uh, well, apparently they brought in a geographical profiler um, from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, A bloke on horse, I think. Adorable. <laughs> yeah. And he studied a map of robbery locations to advise police on where the offender might have lived. I totally picture him on the horse the entire time. <laughs> I only work from up here. <laughs> Poor horse with, like, a desk on his head. Yeah. But um, wh why would this guy rob his local area? Surely he'd, like, branch out. Well, yes, well, you'd think so. And actually, um, the thing that he came up with where he might live was somewhere in the north. So that... That's what the Mountie came up with? Yeah, somewhere in the north. That they came all the way from Canada. <laughs> they got a horse on a plane. And that's what they came up with, was it? <laughs> By the somewhere up north. Um, they also got um, advice from an expert in gait problems to assess if he'd ever suffered a hip injury, like because he was walking maybe a little bit. Okay. And they consulted a trick trick trichologist. Now, does anyone know what a trichologist is? A, a trichologist? Trichologist. Uh, uh, do you know what? A yes, magician's audience. assistant. <laughs> it is, it's, it's hair. Like a hair doctor, yeah. Yeah, so that basically. They're nearly doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it was to see if he had any disorders or diseases of the scalp and hair and to see if he'd oh. recently dyed his hair or anything like that. Just to find out if he's a fun guy. Isn't it great? Like, how much money is being racked up to catch this guy yes. that's taking two no, grand yeah, at a time? They're spending way but more like, than he's There's rubbing. women getting assaulted left, right, and center. They're like, no, there's just nothing we can pursue. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we don't have the budget. Let's go back to the middle-aged man. Yeah, I mean, they, they go wild for this. They, they measurements do. were taken of the building society furniture so they could work out exactly how tall he was. <laughs> like, compared to a chair. 
I mean, they really wanted to find this guy. They're just having fun. I, I can't believe. They're just having a good time. Like, oh, this makes me thank, angry. Thank God the FBI are here. What have you got? A ruler. Like, <laughs> what the hell? This is not police work. How quickly did they move to the FBI? Because you said FBI really early on. Yeah. And like, which local police force had this to be? Was it, the, was it Scotland Yard? And then they were like, very quickly, like, we need to get. No, out of our league. God, yeah, yeah. Out of our, get the FBI. I, I, I wouldn't have thought to measure anything. Yeah. <laughs> How many chairs high? I've Canada. never measured in a chair. <laughs> um, well, do you know what? They have... I don't know at what point they go, we've got to get the FBI in. But um, they have all this information that they've got now. So what do they do with it? And <laughs> the clue is, it's something that's never been used in a criminal investigation before. And probably not since. It's fucking weird. Oh, my God. Do they make, like, a clay... Like, a full-size clay figurine of him? <laughs> They just like animate him. Animatronics. Do they make like a full? Ooh. I mean, sky's the limit. They've got the budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Early AI. They just made a fake dad. <laughs> <laughs> My was... name is Clyde McNeely. I live in Yorkshire. Like, <laughs> yeah. did they think it would confess? Right. <laughs> We've got the perp. <laughs> we made the perp from scratch. But Casey, any advance on nineties well, AI? <laughs> uh, I just think, like, I was gonna say maybe they pin it on someone who it isn't, just because they look like it. But you said that it's never been done since, so it's, it's not that. <laughs> um, so. A robot or a clay, yeah, they, yeah, it's going to be some bonkers. I mean, they haven't got a good track record on good ideas so far. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit more low tech. It's very much more low tech than okay. that. They put an and, advert out. Huh? They put an advert out. Well, they sort of do put an advert out, but in the th in, in the thing of a life size cardboard cutout. <gasps> uh, like you can get one of Harry Styles, and you can get one of the flat cat robber. Wow. I mean, absolutely <coughs> bonkers idea. Do you think it worked? Did they find him? I don't even understand the thinking behind that. Sorry. <laughs> How is that supposed but, to... Do you know, like, when in the 90s, um, remember when Men in Black came out and there was, like, you, cardboard cutouts of, like, Will Smith and you could get your photo taken in the cinema and pretend you'd met Will Smith? Yeah. <laughs> is it not just, like, asking people to do that? Like, yeah, I, I know this, Robert. <laughs> Look at so me. So if they did it now, yes. And then it punches it you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, it, it did it did work. <gasps> so, yeah, yeah, it worked. I, I don't know because it just looked so much like. The, but it, I don't get this. At all. Wait, it worked, but then they've never done it again since. <laughs> <laughs> well, that they, sounds like the police. But they've got like your cardboard cutouts when you walk into like Tesco, haven't they? Welcome to our store. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> they've used them. If they, are they all criminals? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of... So bonkers. who turned him in after they saw the cardboard cutout? I went, oh, that's Dave. It was a man from Derbyshire. <laughs> oh, my he God. He saw the cardboard cutout. It was cutout. who? It was just a man from Derbyshire, saw okay. the cardboard cutout on telly and instantly recognised the man as, like, a local guy, a guy local to him. So the police swoop, they arrest the guy. This is Christopher Wood. He is 53 years old. He's got two grown-up children and a wife of 29 years who knew nothing of his double life. Um, and he was described as someone who wouldn't say boo to a goose. Yeah. Um, so they arrested him at work. Where do you think he worked? <laughs> <laughs> Spencer's from the audience. 
Yeah, it's either that or a garage because yeah. he's got the car parts. Mm. I love that. Like, you're supposed to have those in every boot, like, right? Like, <laughs> oh. He's a mechanic. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he can do stuff. <laughs> did he work for a building society? No, he didn't. I mean, he worked at Scope Charity Shop. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, so he was just he was just a guy who worked. And he did get paid for that job. He wasn't a volunteer, so he did get paid. Um, but he pled guilty to the charges and was described as a real Jekyll and Hyde character. Like, outwardly, he was this very unassuming man. Uh, but he also threatened to kill people. Um, he's like Breaking Bad. <laughs> he's, a, he's a regular Walter really White. English budget Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So he only wears the cap when he does crime, like Heisenberg. Yeah. He takes it off when he goes into scope. And, he, yes. and one day he walked into scope and was like, oh, the hat's on. Oh, <laughs> quick, <laughs> quick, take the hat off. I'm a lovely guy. <laughs> well, that is essentially what he did. So why, what did Christopher Wood need the money for? Was he just doing it for kicks, like you said? What do we think is the motive? He didn't give it to scope, did he? Oh, uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> not, a, not a Robin Hood yeah. Do not give to charity. Okay. Well, if his wife didn't know about it, he's not giving it to her. Right? Okay. Is he just squirreling it away in the hopes that they can move out of Derbyshire? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sticking with Breaking Bad, and he's, he's using it to join Booper. <laughs> okay. Oh, you think he has some terminal illness? Well, no, I mean, I'm just trying to make it fixed. Obviously, we can't have Breaking Bad because we have the NHS. Love the NHS. Um, <laughs> but that's why I'm saying Booper. Yeah. To try and make it fit. Okay. Like yeah, that's the, real, the only problem like the with the NHS, police. isn't it? Is that we'll never have Breaking Bad in this yeah. country. <laughs> yeah. I say, let the Tories fuck it up. <laughs> we need better drama. <laughs> Love the NHS. Right, so <laughs> he was described as something of a financial ostrich, and he was just terrible. What does that mean? A financial it... ostrich. Have you, I've never used that phrase yeah, before. Yeah, I have questions too. You're such a financial too. ostrich, It means you? he spits in people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> I said, ostrich. That's ten-year-old boy. He was a financial ostrich. <laughs> That's who he was. Yeah, but what does it mean? Yeah, what is a financial ostrich? I, he runs really fast and looks pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I think it means he buries his head in the sand. Uh-huh. And that is because I asked Toby what it meant when I was researching it. An ostrich buries its head in the sand. Surely a financial ostrich has to have a twist on that. Like, what, is he putting the money in the sand with him? Like, what? Yeah. I just, I think the twist is that, like, ostriches don't have money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of fun. I don't know. Um, but basically, he was just terrible with money, and he'd use the money that he stole to pay rent arrears okay. and bills that essentially meant his family wouldn't be evicted from their council house. Oh, okay. So what's he spending it on? Not gambling or anything? Like, no, it's literally just rent. Jumpers. And- Jumpers, uh, and jumpers, rent. and flat caps. <laughs> and he can't budget. Wrenches. But if he yeah. can't budget, you're right. What is he spending yeah. the money on that comes in from his job? Yeah. What's he spending that money on? He's blowing that on something. Just bitches and drugs. But basically, he's. I mean, yeah, he's. He, he, He's not got a gambling addiction. There was nothing there, really, apart from the fact that he was terrible with money and had to, well, felt he had to do this to be able to sort of keep his, a roof over his family's head. Hmm. Um, however, he's taken to court and he's pleading guilty. So what punishment do you think he gets for Ooh. 32 hold-ups? 
Well, they've spent about five million yeah. pounds How on this case, so they're going to want justice. <laughs> the, the million dollars they spent on Canada. Everyone's in the courtroom. The Mountie, the horse, <laughs> all the FBI. They can't fit any. They can't fit the jury. Got somebody in. from a Soviet gulag, just for good measure. <laughs> Like, he has to go on one of those TV shows where they swap what you're buying on your shopping. You know, they're like, you've been buying branded cornflakes, but look, you could have had this. Do they make him go on one of those TV shows? (laughs) (laughs) A lovely justice system, if it was. Um, It's not that. I think it gets 15 years in prison. Okay. In prison, to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) 15 years of what? (laughs) Um, he gets 14 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, means he will be out now. And he's with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> did he, Come did on he, up, flat cap. Oh. Did he get out early? Did he do the whole time? I imagine he was probably quite well behaved, but I don't know, actually. He kind of disappears from view. I tried to work, oh. like, find out what he's doing now. Is he, like, an influencer? Like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What about the, did the, did his wife stay by, so stick by him? That is a great question. This, I don't know. I don't know. Very, a difficult question. Do we even know if he's Would alive? Because he'd be yeah, 80, been, 83, he'd be... Yeah, uh, if they'd been married for like 30 years in the 90s, they have to be at least in their 50s then. So if you were 50 in the 90s... You'd yeah, be, he was 53. You'd be 80-something now, would you? Uh, yeah. Maths is impossible, guys. <laughs> But yeah, so actually, I don't know if he'd be alive. Huh. Um, Guys, if, if you're friends with him, get in touch. Yes, we, we need to get a cardboard cutout. We need to find this guy. <laughs> um, so that is the end of our case. So let's hear it for wow. Marks and Spencer's jumpers, maybe. Marks Cheers. And jumpers. <laughs> I wonder where that cardboard cutout is now. I hope somebody kept it. Do you know what? Like, Google it in the, um, in the break, because it's just a cardboard cutout of a 53-year-old Taylor, do you want man. any more it's of that? Just, I mean, sure. Was it just... <laughs> Whilst we uh, recharge for the last four minutes of the show, um, <laughs> but we do, we do have another one coming up. This is the point. In it's the... a two-show show. It is indeed. And it's the point in the show where we ask if anybody here has ever been the victim of a crime, and would you like to come up... Hello. We've got, we've got some on the front row. Oh, Very hello. much. We like this. This lady, please, Woo! come on up. Oh, that was so sad. You would just only went from there to there, and everyone's like, I'm not What's fucking your clapping name? that. Uh, no. I'm Johanna. Johanna, Hi, Johanna, hello. Hi. So we are in the 90s. <gasps> nice. <laughs> yes, please. We are in a small Finnish city okay. in the suburbs okay. where no crime ever happens, right? I'm 19. I have a very crappy car, and in the morning, I will, I'm on my way to school. And the car is not there. Ooh. Oh. I look for the car. Maybe I parked it somewhere else, but I didn't, and it's not there. <laughs> that's the first thing you think. You think, I guess this is on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what the police said also. Oh, wow. Like, Are you sure you went home with the car yesterday? <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. I love that the police are kind of like, this is Finland. There is no crime. <laughs> yeah. We do not have crime. It's impossible. <laughs> but they found the car. A few days later, it was abandoned uh, by the highway, like 100 kilometers from Turku, before the next big city. And the only thing missing from the car was my blur cassette. Oh, my Uh, God! Shut up! Oh, my God! (laughs) Was it you? (laughs) 
in payback for Paula Abdul, <laughs> I went after your car. That That's must be, it must be the That's same. Amazing. It's the same robbers. They took Paula Abdul and then they went for Blur. <laughs> wow. The only question is, did they throw it out the window, like the first uh, corner? Or did they take it with them? Yes. We they to took believe. it with them. They took it with yeah. them. It was blur. Yeah, what, what was the, uh, what was what? the album? Which album was it? Uh, the, well, it's the, the 90s. <laughs> the, blue, the blue one the, with the person diving into the water? Yeah, off the boat. I can't think what that album's called. The one after Modern Life is Rubbish. Yeah. We've called it woohoo. That's with good song. <laughs> what was, what was the theory? Everything? That it was just like a joyride? Like, was it like teenagers having no, fun? Or? No, I definitely think it was a runaway car and they ran out of gas at the point. Oh, oh. Okay. They didn't know that you didn't put enough gas in your car. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know you were a teenager. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love that. And they're like, oh, well, man. take this cassette. Great. Wow. wow. Thank you so much for showing you win this bottle of boo. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much. Also, we'd like to uh, apologize for the fact that it's um it's asty. We realize that it, uh, we've called it <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never apologised to someone before that went, I do not forgive! <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to take that away into my own life. Oh, Thank yes, you. please. I'm going to say that all the time. <laughs> I do not forgive. I love oh. That's brilliant. I'm sorry yeah. your granddad died. I do not forgive. <laughs> I presume it wasn't anything to do with you, but fine. <laughs> well, that gives us just enough time to say, Alison Thea Scott, where can we see you? Where can oh. we find you? Oh. Well, you know, what, what's next? Uh, well, I do a lot of improv, which I know when you see, when you say like improv comedy, uh, sometimes people's bum holes like, just, <laughs> <laughs> they just like, like run into their mouth, don't they? And you're like, oh, not improv comedy, no, not for me. But I do a lot of that. And uh, one of the shows I do is an entirely improvised medical drama. So we make up an hour long episode, a comedy episode of like ER, Grey's Anatomy, that kind of thing, uh, totally from scratch. And it's super fun and I absolutely love it. So that's called St. Doctor's Hospital. <laughs> that's great. Uh, she goes there. As we go. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Um, I'm always doing improv. I also do improv uh, with a group called Groundhog, which is with a lovely group of people, one of whom's BAFTA-nommed director, Jim Archer. He does... Uh, he'll hate me for being like, come and see it because of Jim. Um, <laughs> Where I, is it? In well, London? Whereabouts? Yeah, we... we gig all over. Mainly in London, okay. but sometimes at festivals and things like that. And cool. Yeah. Just, uh, I just... I found improv like 11 years ago, and I know it sounds... It is a cult. It is a cult, guys. <laughs> uh, but it is the most joyful thing I've ever done with my life. It's oh. like... Like, everything I could want. If you killed me in the middle of an improv show, I'd genuinely be like, okay. Um, <laughs> it's now, is it? Okay. Can I just finish this line? No, oh. fine. Um, <laughs> yes, and please yes. murder me. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm one of those. It's just a slightly younger art form in the UK, but um, it's really fucking great. There's some really great. There's a really great movement happening at the moment within improv, so it's quite exciting. So go check out some improv. Come see me or anyone. Uh, the Free Association is an improv theatre I do a lot of shows with. Uh, it's very UCB, Amy Poehler, all that kind of thing. But we're in the in the UK doing it the UK's way. Cool. Um, it's pure joy, and I. It's love so it. good that it's taking off here. I love yeah. improv. Of course. Um, yes. Yeah, because I'm American. You know it. <laughs> you know all about it. Um, yeah. So I did it in New York, and I remember going to a UCB showcase, and Amy Poehler had, she wasn't as famous as she is now, but she was on SNL, and so people knew who she was, and she came back just to do this little showcase and hadn't told anybody, and she was so fucking good at it. Oh, she's such a hero. She's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And the way they talk about improv, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, uh, yeah. uh, Kristen Wiig, they, uh, Maya Rudolph, and they talk about it with, with such kind of um, reverence almost. I think in the UK sometimes we can be like, yeah, I saw this improv show, it's absolute bollocks. Um, <laughs> when you see it, it's done really Everyone's well. Everyone's getting along. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. positive. Yeah. It's yeah. collaborative. <laughs> and I think if you can bring in a bit of the British sensibility and find our way with it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's just the most wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Great. What yeah. glowing endorsement from a Yes. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, all that remains for us to do is to say, go and have a wee a poo. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have to do either. Um, yeah. Dealer's grab a, choice. Go grab a drink. And in about 15, 20 minutes or so, we will be back with show two. So thank you very much. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening.